0: Turn with me in God's word, please, this morning to uh, the book of 1st Samuel and the chapter 21. 1st <coughs> Samuel chapter 21, and we'll read together uh, from the first verse. We'll read the first 15 verses, and then I want us to turn to Psalm 56, to read the verses 1 to 3. But reading first of all from 1 Samuel, um, the chapter 21. Then came David to Nob, to Ahimelech the priest. The Ahimelech was afraid at the meeting of David, and said unto him, Why art thou alone, and no man with thee? And David said unto Ahimelech the priest, The king hath commanded me a business and hath said unto me, Let no man know anything of the business whereabout I send thee, and what I have commanded thee, and I have appointed my servants to such and such a place. Now, therefore, what is under thine hand? Give me five loaves of bread in mine hand, or what there is present. And the priest answered David and said, There is no common bread under mine hand. But there is hollow bread, if the young men have kept themselves at least from women. And David answered the priest and said unto him, Of a truth, women have been kept from us about these three days, and since I came out, and the vessels of the young men are holy, and the bread is in a manner common, yea, though it were sanctified this day in the vessel. So the priest gave him hollow bread, for there was no bread there but the show bread. That was taken from before the Lord to put hot bread, in the day when that was taken away. Now a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord, and his name was Doeg, an Edomite, the chiefest of the herdmen, that belonged to Saul. And David said unto Ahimelech, Is there not here under thine hand spear or sword? For I have neither brought my sword, nor my weapon with me because the king's business required haste. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom thou slewest in the valley of Elah, behold, it is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If thou wilt take that, take it. And there is none other save that here. And David said, There is none like that. Give it me. David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul, and went to Achish, the king of Gath, and the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him and answer, saying, Saul of Slain his thousands, and David is ten thousands? David let up these words in his heart, and was sore afraid of Achish the king of Gath. And he changed his behavior before them, and reigned himself mad in their hands, and scrabbled on the doors of the gate, and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. Then said Achishon to his servants, Lo, ye see, the man is mad. Wherefore then have ye brought him to me? Have I need of madmen that ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? We'll read on the first verse of chapter 22. David therefore departed, thence and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brethren and all His father's house heard it. They went down thither uh, to him. Then turn with me, please, to our our text this morning, Psalm uh, 56, and we'll read together the first uh, three verses. Our text this morning is uh, the verse 3, What Time I Am Afraid I Will Trust in Thee. But we'll read from the first verse of Psalm 56. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up, he fighting daily oppresseth me. Men enemies would daily swallow me up for they that for there be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid I will trust in thee. Amen, and we trust that God will add his blessing this morning uh, to the reading of his word for his own great and wonderful name's sake. Remember our text in Psalm fifty six and the verse three. Wonderful, we text. I'll tell you why in a little moment. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. You see, there's times when even the child of God, and there was times when the psalmist, the man after God's own heart, was afraid. Sometimes we get people coming to us, and there were at times of anxiousness, and they say, Oh, trust the Lord. And they mean well. But you know, I always say that fear and worry are not on the end of an electric switch. You can't switch them off and on when you please. And we're all human. We all go through times of worry. We all go through times of fear. Afraid of what the future is going to bring. Afraid of what is happening. We're human. But here's David's resolve. He says, what time I am afraid didn't say, I'm not going to be afraid. He said, what time I am afraid, I'm going to trust in thee. Let's pray together in a wee word of prayer. Father, thou knowest our freedom. Thou knowest that we are but dust and ashes. Lord, and Lord, how we would love to have all faith and never to fear. But, oh God, we're so short. Lord, we fall so short when it comes to uh, fear and trusting thee. O God, even today we pray that Thou wouldst come. Maybe there's one in the meeting today, Lord, and there's many's a fear, there's many's a worry, o Lord, a fear and a worry of what tomorrow will bring, o Lord, a fear and a worry of what the future will bring. But O God, we pray that even today, Lord, that Thou through Thy Word would pour oil upon the troubled waters, Lord, that Thou wouldst come and Lord speak even to our hearts, speak in the stillness, Lord, speak softly. But Lord, and even in the softness of thy voice, Lord, speak clearly and speak loudly to our souls. Give us a word from thee today, Lord, that will carry us through the valleys that are set before us to try us in the way. Lord, give this preacher help. Lord, I ask thee that you would come and undertake for me now. But, O God, we pray that Christ alone will be magnified, glorified, and, O God, that thy people will be edified, for we ask it all in the Saviour's lovely name. Amen. Amen. A few years back now, one day I was rushed into the hospital with uh, palpitations of uh, the heart. I'll tell you what happened. It had been raining for some time and um, the grass hadn't been cut in the lawn and I'd been taking a little rest uh, in the house and I wakened and I thought, well, that's a good day. I'll go out and I'll cut the grass and uh, well, the youngest son, he, he was a bit younger at that time and I thought to myself, well, I'll do around the outside of the garden for a few times and then I'll let him work away. And that's what I did. I got up and I rushed out and got the lawnmower going and it was going around the lawn just nicely. And the next thing I could feel was uh, the chest getting heavy. And I thought, I've just twisted myself some way, but uh, then a little bit further, the pain started to go down uh, the arm. And a little bit further and the sweat started to come. And I thought, oh dear, I'm not at a good age for this. And I thought that the heart was about to pack up. Never said anything to my son. I said, here son, you take over. And sat in a wee ledge, a wee window ledge. And I thought, well, I'll get a wee rest here and I'll go in. And uh, no, that didn't happen. So I went in and uh, I have a good strong voice. You'll know that from last week and this week. Uh, but I went into the house and my wife was upstairs. And I stood at the bottom of the stairs and, Lord, And she couldn't hear me, so uh, like a foolish man, I I went up the stairs and she took a look at me. She says, you're not well. She says, I am not. An awful pain in my chest going down my heart. Well, of course, right away, the ambulance came and brought me downstairs into the hospital. But at that time, I remember being in the hospital for five days because of this old dull pain or heaviness in my chest. Uh, Just to ease your mind, I didn't have a heart attack at that time. Uh, But it certainly felt like that. Uh, uh, And I will be honest with you this morning. As I lay there in the side ward of the hospital, I was afraid. Uh, uh, And at times, uh, as I lay there in the the, the side ward, I thought, uh, what is the future? Uh, The children were still young. They needed to be reared. Uh, I wanted to continue on in the ministry. But uh, at that time, with this old dull pain in the chest and down the arm, uh, I thought, "What does the future got for me?" I was afraid, wondering if I'd be able to return to the pulpit and take up all the duties of the ministry again, to be able to continue on. But one day, about the fifth day, I was lying there in the bed, wondering, worrying, afraid. The nurse came into my side ward with a little card. The post had come come up to the ward, and there was a little card for me. It was the only time I ever. I got a card in the hospital. Reverend David Crane from Lurgan at that time It sent this card to me. And on the inside of the card was this very lit text What time I am afraid? I will trust in thee. It was a word from the Lord. The wee text was not only a, a word of encouragement, it was a rebuke. I, I took it that way as well. I took it both as a rebuke and as an encouragement for me at that time. A rebuke for not being so, uh, for being so full of fear and not for trusting God. And it was an encouragement to fear no more and to trust God and to return home. You see, the doctor had told me uh, for two days, if you feel able, you can go home. I didn't go home because I was afraid. But I took that little verse, this little text that I'm speaking of this morning, I took it as a word of rebuke for to trust God. A word of encouragement to to pack up and go home. So I phoned my wife and said, Lorna, when you're coming in today, bring the things. I'm coming home. And she says, Are you sure? I think she was more afraid than I was. She says, Are you sure? She says I, yes, I'm sure. She says, what about the pain and what's still there? Why are you coming home? She says I, because I've got a word from the Lord. I came home, folks, and never had the trouble again. What time I am afraid. I will trust in thee. In the year 1799, when Napoleon's army was sweeping across Europe, one Easter Sunday morning, his General uh, Massina appeared with 18,000 men on the hills overlooking the city or the town of uh, Feldkirk on the Austrian border. That morning, the sun was shining and uh, the banners and the shields of the soldiers were reflecting the, uh, the brightness of the sun. For those down in Falkirk, it was a terrifying sight. Uh, they, they could see all the glitter of these banners and these, these shields and the people down in the city uh, or the town, they were afraid. Well, the town council, uh, they met in an emergency session or meeting uh, to decide what course of action that uh, they should take. And uh, there was two different suggestions put forward at the meeting. The first suggestion was to send out a deputation of men and to try and to broker some sort of a peace deal with them instead of going to war or to battle. The second suggestion was to batten down the hatches and try to defend the city or the town. But during the meeting, the the dean of the church, he stood up to his feet and he reminded the people of the council, the men of the council. He says, this is Easter Sunday morning. And he reminded them that they had been thinking of the resurrection of Christ, that with a living Savior, a living God. And then he advised them that they should continue on celebrating the resurrection of the Savior. And then he said, let us ring the bells and trust God. Let us ring the bells and trust God. Well, the council accepted the dean's advice, and soon the bells of three or four churches were heard all over the countryside. And up in the hills, Messina, Napoleon's general, he he, he listened to the bells. And as he did, he came to the conclusion that the Austrian army had uh, come uh, to defend, that arrived to defend uh, the town. And in a panic, he turned around and he gave the order, break up camp and prepare to leave. And that's what they did. And the town, without lifting a weapon, or battening a hatch. The town was preserved by the intervention of God without any effort or without as much as a skirmish. Ring the bells and trust God. The psalmist said, What time I am afraid I will trust in thee. But sadly, David wasn't always able to say, That in every instant of his life. For here in 1 Samuel chapter 21, we read of how David, instead of trusting God, what does he do? He turned to the pagan king of Gath, namely Achish. And he goes down to Gath, he goes down to Achish. And he seeks protection there from Saul, who had been chasing him, uh, trying to kill him out of fear. What did David do? David forsook the Lord. Uh, and in the Old and New Testament uh, we could say the same about Simon Peter who after uh, all his boasting and bragging though all forsake thee, yet not I. Uh, Simon Peter, out of fear, what did he do? Forsook the Lord. Denied him with curses and with oaths. But both men... Both David and Peter, both men were restored again unto the Lord. And through their failures, their faith in God was strengthened. And through their failures, their faith in God was renewed. But as I've said already, don't we all get afraid at times? And especially we get afraid when we take our eyes from off the Lord. That's when we are the most vulnerable. uh, And that is the moment that we begin to go wrong and go in the wrong direction. The moment we take our eyes off God is the moment that we begin to fear. The moment that we begin to panic. The moment that we begin to do our own thing. The moment we begin to feel when we take our eyes off the Lord. And so today I want us to consider how to trust God in the midst of our fears. Now firstly, let us notice here in chapter 21 the fear that David felt. In First Samuel 21, it reminds us of a most traumatic incident in David's life. When his life was in great danger. You you see, David had been chosen and anointed of God to replace King Saul. King Saul had forsaken the Lord. He had got full of pride. And it it, it turned his back on God. And so Saul was out to get David. David was anointed to be king in Saul's place. Saul was out to get David's life, to slay him, to put him to death. Uh, And here in 1 Samuel chapter 21 verse 10, David is being hunted down by Saul. Uh, uh, And so we read, And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul. Here's David, uh, and he's afraid. David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. Akish, he, he was a pagan king, a Philistine king. Philistines, they were the enemies of God. And here was David, out of fear. He has forsook the Lord. He, 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 has, he, he has gone down into Gath. He's gone down amongst the heathen. And David was afraid of Saul, and instead of trusting God, he's seeking the protection of, of the ungodly, the pagan king, Achish. Well, we've heard of out of the frying pan and into the fire, and that's exactly what it was for David. For when he came to Gath, the people knew him, knew who he was. They knew what the uh, maidens had sang about David. Uh, 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 And as soon as he came into Gath, the people right away, they didn't trust David. And if the king had given them the word, uh, the people of Gath would have slain David in that very moment. Indeed, it would seem that as soon as David uh, came into the city, the people went to Achish saying, is not this David uh, the king of the land? Did, not, did they not sing one to another of him and dances saying, Saul of Slain his thousands and David is ten thousands? The people simply didn't trust David. Uh, uh, And they would have slain him. David was in trouble. My, if he was in trouble with Saul. He was in trouble with Gath. And the people of Gath. What had happened? Well, sadly, David had taken his eyes off the Lord. Failed to trust the Lord to protect him and to keep him from Saul's wrath. And when he did, he, he went on to do his own thing. He sought refuge in the wrong place, among the wrong people, among the Philistines. And in doing so, he only went and put himself into greater danger, into imminent danger, more than he had ever had been before. Oh, you read in verse 10 that uh, for fear of Saul, but look at verse 12. It has got worse. And David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Saul. He went into greater danger when he went on his own thing. That's what happens every time that we fail to trust the Lord. That's what happens every time when we fail to seek counsel at the mouth of God and do our own thing. We may think that we're clever. And think that we know what is the best thing for us to do. But we're only fools. And we're only fooling ourselves if we turn away from the Lord. And do our own thing. And go our own way. Anyhow, David, when David realized the danger that he had put himself into. David, he he pretends to be a madman. Now remember this, David was the king of the land. And David is the man after God's own heart. But here is David, and he's he's pretending to be a madman. And my, what a performance David gave. Indeed, we have to say God didn't forsake David, even though David had forsaken him and went down to Gath. God didn't forsake him. For God enabled David to perform so convincingly. David was a king. He wasn't an actor. But yet God enabled him to perform, and so convincingly that Achish, the king of Gath, thought he, that way he was a madman, probably thought that he was demon-possessed, that he was a maniac, So Achish wanted him expelled out of the city. In verses 13 to 15, uh, after David knew that the people didn't trust him and would gladly have slain him, we read, and he changed his behavior before them. And and I say again, remember, this is the king of the land. Look at what he's doing. Look at what he's doing. He changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scrabbled on the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down on his beard. Imagine that. Man after God's own heart, and he's letting the spittle run down his beard. My, what a downfall! But look at what it, then said Achish to his servants: "Lo, ye see the man is mad. He said, and see him. Wherefore then have ye brought him to me? Have I need of madmen that ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house?" Here's David, or or Achish, and he's looking at David. He doesn't want David in his house, probably because he thought David was possessed with demons or evil spirits. And so we read in chapter 22 and the verse 1, David therefore departed thence and escaped. He escaped away from Achish and the danger that he was in, the danger that he put himself in. He escaped to the cave of Dullam. And when David wrote this psalm, Psalm 56, you know it is believed by commentators that David's referring back to the time when he first of all fled to Gath for protection and then fled away from Gath to escape. David recalled and this psalm, how he had taken his eyes off the Lord at that time and gotten himself into the danger that he had gotten into. You know, I, I have to admire David, for David was admitting his foolishness. Any man that committed his wrong and his foolishness, he has to be admired. That's what David does. And he resolved within himself at that time, saying unto the Lord, he says, in the future, what time I am afraid. I I will trust in thee. Oh, he had made a mistake, but he had learned. And he says, what time I am afraid, I'm going to trust in thee. David had learned from his mistakes, and he's not going to make the same mistake again. And We think of that time in Peter's life when he was afraid in the boat, in the midst of the storm. Then the Lord came, and when Peter said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee in the water. And when the Lord said, come, you've got to remember Peter's courage. Remember how Peter stepped out of the boat and walked on the water. You've got to remember and admire his courage and his faith. But then look what happened to Peter when he saw the wind boisterous When he took his eyes off the Lord and looked upon the wind and the waves and the circumstances, he began to fear. When he took his eyes off the Lord, he began to fear. He began to look at his circumstances and what happened? He began to sink. But then he cried, Lord, save me. He fixed his eyes on the Lord again. He cried, Lord, save me, and the Lord reached down and he lifted him up. From a watery grave. Thankfully Peter had got his eyes back on God again. You know isn't it so true that what happened to David and what happened to Peter. Happens to us all. When something alarms us. When circumstances come against us. Then we begin to fear and so often we take our eyes off the Lord and we do our own thing and we get into greater danger like David down in Gath. and Like Peter, we begin to sink. There are times when even the strongest amongst us are afraid uh, and we begin to tremble. Uh, we take our eyes off the Lord. Maybe there's sickness and pain and the fear of what's wrong or fear of surgery. They raise questions we begin to worry and we begin to fear. Maybe financial circumstances and financial difficulties increase the stress, and we begin to fear, what are we going to do? How are we going to get through? Maybe we have unsympathetic husbands or wives within the home, and they don't show any understanding. They don't show any compassion uh, and there's the fear of strife when things go wrong uh, and you're constantly afraid of, uh, 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 of what they'll say or what they'll do. Will they stay or will they walk? Maybe afraid of the children. No, what's going to become of them? What will they turn to next and, uh, or, or, or will they turn to sin? Oh, there's always that fear, mommy, isn't there? There's always that worry, aren't I? All these things to worry about. All these things to be afraid of. Or do we need to worry about them the way that we do? Do we need to fear them the way that we do? Or should we not do as the psalmist says, what time I am afraid? I will trust in thee. Maybe you've come to church this morning and there's something heavy on your heart. You're afraid. You're filled with fear today. Oh, listen, fix your eyes again on the Lord. Trust in him. Cast your burden upon the Lord. Turn to him again. And tell him all about it. And rather than panic, pray. And rather than do your own thing, seek the Lord's will. Follow it. And trust in him. The fear that David felt then, notice secondly, the company that David sought. You know, when David was afraid of King Saul, for uh, his fears and distress drove him to seek help outside of the will of God. For he sought the company and the protection of Achish. Now, it's never God's will for his children to go and seek the company of the ungodly. Or the help of the ungodly or the protection of the ungodly. But here's David and he's seeking the company and the protection of Achish, the pagan king of the Philistines and the pagan city of Gath. That wasn't God's will. In 1 Samuel chapter 20, the time had come for David to flee from the palace. That was obvious. He had to get away out of the presence of Saul for Saul was going to slay him. Paul had made a vow that he would kill David, whom God had chosen to take his place and to be anointed as king. Instead, Indeed, in 1 Samuel 19, verse 10, if you go back, Saul had already made an attempt to kill David. For we read there in 1 Samuel 19, verse 10, and Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with the javelin, but he slipped away out of Saul's presence and he smote the javelin into the wall, and David fled and escaped that night. And still in the same night, Saul sent, as we read in 1 Samuel 19, verse 11, messengers onto David's house to watch him and to slay him in the morning. Saul was relentless. And trying to kill David. And again to escape Saul's plan that night. David's wife Milcah. Had to let him down through a window. And he went and fled and escaped. All well, the time had come for David to get away. Out of the palace. Now at that time David went to Samuel the prophet in Ramah. The first stop was with Samuel in Ramah. Told him all about all that Saul had done. Uh, And so initially David was wise and he sought the presence and the company and the advice of Samuel, uh, the man of God. And we read in uh, in chapter 19, verse 18, uh, and he and Samuel went and dwelt in Naoth. uh, And there in the company of God's servant, David was safe. God protected him by confounding Saul. And his messengers who came to kill him. Time forbids us to go into all the details of it. But suffice to say that for as long as David was in the right company. And among the company of God's faithful servants. So long as David was there, David was safe. So long as he was in the right place. and God's will. and God's people. Saul couldn't touch him. But then David fled from Naoth and when he knew that he couldn't go back to the palace and that Saul was determined to kill him, David then sought the help of Ahimelech the priest at Nove, where the tabernacle was. Now when Ahimelech knew that David had fallen out of favor with Saul and that Saul was going about to kill him, Ahimelech was afraid to have David in his company. We can understand that. But unfortunately, David told Ahimelech a lie. Told him that he was in the king's business. That wasn't true. When David came to Ahimelech, the priest, he, he told him a lie to get Ahimelech to help him. David deceived Ahimelech, and Ahimelech did indeed help David. Give him the show bread from the temple. Also give him the sword of Goliath uh, that was behind the ephod. But it cost a his life, and the life of 85 of the priests, and also the lives of those that dwelt in Nob, Saul slew them. They suffered because of David's deception. You know, things could have been, and no doubt would have been, so different. If only David would have been upfront and honest. But he wasn't. David had gotten away, but he left Ahimelech and he left the others to suffer the consequences of his deception and his lies. You know, folks, sin always has its consequences. We might be able to escape the consequences, but someone will suffer them. But they'll always come back to get us. For whatsoever we sow, we shall reap. But at the first, David sought the company of God's people. He sought the company of Samuel. He sought the company of Ahimelech. But the slide had already begun. David had already begun to deceive. The slide was on. He's telling lies. He's deceiving. And when we think about it, it's hardly surprising that the next company that David sought was the company of the ungodly. The slide had begun. It's getting bigger. David was afraid and he took his eyes off the Lord and what happened? He began to deceive Uh, and he sought the company of the wrong people in the flick of a coin, as it were. David had forsaken the company of Samuel the prophet. He had forsaken the company of Ahimelech the priest and now where is he? He's in the company of Achish, the Philistine king of Gath. We think again of Peter and you know, You remember what happened to Peter that night in the Garden of Gethsemane when the Saviour was arrested? Peter boasted that he would uh, never forsake the Lord. All the disciples did. But Peter was the first to boast, saying, Though all shall be offended, yet will not I? And even though When they came to to arrest the Savior, even though Peter took the sword and cut off the high priest servant's ear, still after that, Peter fled away out of the garden with the rest and fear. And the next time we meet him, where do we find him? We find Peter in the wrong company. Standing amongst the ungodly. And what does Peter do? What did Peter do as he stood there by the fire with the ungodly, with the others? Peter denied the Lord with curses and with oaths. Peter had forsaken all his principles. He had turned his heel on everything that he had said. Peter, in their own company, was afraid to take a stand for God. David, out of fear and lack of trust in God, he sought out and he joined himself to the wrong company. Achish, the king of Gath, nearly cost him his life. And he had to pretend to be a madman and to scratch at the gate like someone possessed with a devil with a spittle running down uh, 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 onto his beard that he might escape with his life. That's what happened when he got into the wrong company. And Peter, out of fear and out of a lack of trust in God, he joined himself unto their own company. He risked his life, put himself in great danger, and he denied his Lord and he marred his testimony. Both of them were good men. Both Peter and David were good men. But both of them temporarily took their eyes off the Lord. They lost sight of the mighty power of God to keep them. And they joined themselves to the wrong people. They got into the wrong company. And because of the fear of man. They got themselves tied up. And into greater fear. Indeed Solomon wrote. Proverbs 29 verse 25. The fear of man. Bringeth a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Whoso putteth his trust in the Lord. Shall be safe. You know, it was Solomon that wrote these words. Perhaps Solomon had learned it from his father David. Maybe Solomon could look back to a time when David sat down and told him about this foolish episode in his life in 1 Samuel 21, uh, uh, and told Solomon, You can imagine the father and the son sitting there, David and Solomon, uh, uh, and David saying, Solomon, son, never be afraid of man. Some trust in the Lord and he will protect you. You'll be safe when you trust in the Lord. And so, remembering what his father had said, we can see Solomon taking the pen, writing these words, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Can I say this? That so often in times of fear, don't we tend to forsake the Lord? And we tend to do our own thing and seek the help of the ungodly. We do it all too often. We forsake the Lord out of fear, and like Peter, we're found in the wrong company, mingling with the wrong people. And we put ourselves in danger. And we mar our testimony. What about you? Have you been afraid? Where have you been seeking help? Where have you been? Have you been in the wrong company with the wrong people? But the fear is still there, worse than ever. Our lesson this morning. What time you were afraid. Get back to the Lord and trust in him. Notice finally the deliverance that Peter received, or David received. Even though David had stepped out of the will of God and went to Gath, God didn't forsake him. God knows our freedom. He doesn't forsake us. And even in that dark hour of danger, God was with him and God kept him. And so we read in 1 Samuel 22, verse 1. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Dullam. God delivered him safely out of that great danger and away from Gath and Achish. We could say the same for Peter. He he, he was standing around the fire with the enemies of Christ, but God delivered him that evening, that night. After all that he'd done, God delivered him. But even though David and Peter had stepped out of the will of God, and even though they themselves had placed themselves in great danger, the Lord never forsook them. But in mercy, the Lord delivered them. Isn't he a great God? Merciful. He doesn't reward us according to our sins, but in great mercy, he he delivers us. The Lord never forsook David. He never forsook Peter. In mercy, he delivered them and he kept them. But both of them had to leave the company that they had turned to and trust God and follow him. You know, I wonder, are you mingling with the wrong company, the wrong crowd, the wrong place, the place of temptation, the place of danger? You've put yourself in the wrong place because you've taken your eyes off the Lord. If that's the way it is this morning, then it's time to do what David and what Peter did. It's time to stand to your feet. It's time to walk away. And it's time to come back to the Lord. Time to trust in him. But far better if you would only trust the Lord in the midst of all your fears. Don't forsake him at all. Never leave the company of God's people like David did with Samuel and Ahimelech. Stay in the company of God's people. Keep your eyes on the Lord. He can deliver you out of all your fears. Child of God, trust the Lord. Remember what David said. What time I am afraid, I will trust in him. He can keep you. Finish off with a wee story. In a town in Canada, the local parks committee had been ordered to cut down a row of trees to Widen a certain street in the town, but as the workmen began their work, foreman noticed that a bird had built its nest in one of the trees. mother bird was still sitting on the eggs to hatch them. And so the foreman told the workers to leave that tree standing, cut all the rest of the trees down, but to leave that tree with the nest, leave it standing, until the mother bird had hatched out the little ones and Until the little ones had left the nest. And when that happened, they uh, they cut down the tree. They removed the nest. And as they did, they found something in it. There was a small piece of white card. that had come from a Sunday school card. And printed on it were the words, We trust in the Lord our God. The story was printed in the local newspaper and it was recorded that a very discouraged minister, he read it. And he took it as a message sent by God for him. And reading those words we trust in the Lord our God, he took heart again. For he reckoned that if God could and God did protect a nest of Canadian robins, then God could and God would protect him. He took heart trusted God and he went, on. Oh. child of God, let me say this this morning. I don't know your circumstances, but I want to leave this with you. Trust in the Lord at all times. And remember the words of David, Psalm 56, verse 3. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. May God bless his word to our hearts today.